I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Happy New Year, idiots! Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, JMS, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a comedian, and I'm an idiot, and that is why we're here. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Please subscribe. If you haven't, rate, review it on iTunes. That helps me out, helps other people find it. We can learn answers together. And thank you to everyone who has already done that. And shout out to my best idiots forever on Patreon, Gene, Dustin, and Kathy. I owe you guys all an extra Patreon episode, and I need to get some, what's it called, postcards in the mail, patreon.com slash ignoranceisblessed. All one word, if you want to join the Patreon, uh, bonus content, and more to come. Uh, Cool stuff, like postcards and merch, and I don't know stuff go check it out um thank you to everyone who subscribes to that you're awesome um i am just finishing a weekend in sacramento that has been really fun and that is where i met my next guest but if you want to see me somewhere on the road jmscomedy.com slash shows um i am coming to europe at the second half of this month so if you're in strasbourg freiburg bern zurich basel luzerne or paris so it's two cities in france uh what four in What's it called? Switzerland and one in Germany. Uh, check out my calendar. Come see me there. Uh, I'm in and out. So, you know, I will probably won't be back for a while. So make sure you get tickets to those. They're all in my uh, on my website. And uh, then Denver, the first week of February. I will be there with Steve Ranazizi. Enough about me. Let's get to our guest, Mike Ishak. He's a really funny comedian out of Detroit who now lives in Los Angeles He featured for me this weekend at Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento, and he uh, took some time to sit down with me, and we talked all about him growing up uh, with uh, Muslim immigrant parents from Yemen, and how he joined the Marines, and kind of just being a Muslim in America, and the dichotomy of being a Muslim Marine, and just, we went a lot of cool places, and it was a really interesting in-depth conversation where we kind of pulled ideas apart from both sides, and we randomly talked a little about real estate. It was a really fun, deep dive into his life and his perspective. So with no further ado, uh, I'm not going to waste any time here. Let's just jump right into it. Enjoy, Mike Eshack. Hey, idiots. Listen. I'm here with Mike Eshack, funny comedian, uh, and lots of stuff we're going to learn. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Looking forward to it. Let's just dive in. He and I are working together at Laughs in Sacramento this week, and you're just fucking watching your material and shit. First of all, very funny, but also so interesting. I was like, oh, thank God I have my podcast equipment. I need to like <laughs> corner him. Well, thank you. Thank you. What was so interesting? Um. Okay, wait. So you're a Yemeni. Is that what they're called? Yes, Yemenis. Yemenis. I call myself public Yemeni. So your family's from Yemen? You grew up in Yemen? What's the story? So my mom and dad were born in Indonesia, is which that- is weird because a lot of there's a lot of Yemenis that live in Indonesia. That's in Southeast Asia. Are they next to each other? I don't know where Yemen is. 
You don't know where Yemen is? Dude, I used to know all the whole map, and now it's just sort of like lumps together. And I'm like, I know Egypt's in Africa, and the fucking Saudi Arabia is somewhere in the middle of between Asia and Europe, kind of south, no. but to the more <laughs> towards Asia. Uh, I don't fucking... Apparently, I, I don't know where Alaska is. Yeah. We talked which, about that last time. Oh, yeah. You learned on, uh, if anyone knows uh, Jenny from Laughs in Sacramento, she's got her own podcast, and... Uh, he thinks Alaska is north of Canada. It is. Some parts of it are north of Canada. Some parts of the north are north from the south of Canada. It's not. It's adjacent. It's like parallel to Canada. Okay. Well, you don't know where Yemen is. I'm going to tell you. It's by Ukraine. Do you know where? No. The other one with the U. No. It's next to Russia. I'm just no. going to keep saying things. Do is you, it by Kenya? Do you know where Africa is? Yeah. Okay. It's south of Europe. Yes. Okay. So there's. I'm picturing Africa in my mind. West Everyone, Africa, Africa. There's West Africa, which is to the left, right? on the map, right? And then there's East Africa, which is all the way on the right. Yeah. And one of the countries that's all the way on the right of the African uh, continent is Ethiopia. I I knew that you said something about Ethiopia. Ethiopia, and then across the water from Ethiopia is the Arab Peninsula. That's where oh. the Arab world starts. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I think I see the map differently in my mind of than course. it is. We're Americans. Picture. Oh, it's also yeah, drawn differently. That's yeah. fuck. Yeah, so so it's right there. And then like right next across that water is the Arab Peninsula. And the majority of the Arab Peninsula is Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And the bottom south sliver is Yemen. Yemen. And so Yemen's like the Argentina of I'm kidding. I don't know South Africa. We're like the either. we're like the Mexicans of the Arabs. We're short. We're brown. Oh, hard workers. Is that are other Arabs not like that? Not short like we are. Am I allowed to say Arabs? Yeah, it's better than saying Arab. Oh, I don't mind Arab. It just sounds like a, a bad pronunciation. It just sounds like a better pronunciation. Arab. I'm like Arab. Sounds What's, like more like it got more like it's got more oomph. Well, I think that's just how Americans read things, too. I mean, not that everyone now, I think most reasonably intelligent people are like, that's not correct. But like, Iran, Iraq. And yeah. it's like, that's not how anyone else pronounces no, it. It's but we're, Iraq. Iran. It's Iran. It's Persia, if you're hiding. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> oops. Okay, Yemen. So that's. That's where my that's where my bloodline's from. Arab. Right. But Indonesia's not. Way. It's, it's way. Southeast East. Asia. So Indonesia is, uh, do you know where Australia is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of know Southeast Asia because I looked at a map because I was going to do some shows over there and I had to reschedule. Right. So, so like, if you remember, like, if you look at the, the Australia, map, Australia. the part that's on fire. And then to the west of Australia, sort of northwest, okay. is a gaggle fuck of islands. Oh, yeah. That's Indonesia. Okay. Yeah, it's like I think it's seventeen thousand islands is what that country is made up of. What? There's like seven hundred different languages Jeez, in the whole country. That I think it has the most languages of any country. Is there a majority religion there? Islam. Or is it Islam. Okay. Islam. And then and 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 you can credit the Yemenis for spreading Islam down there because apparently Yemenis from my village in Yemen have been travelers, crusaders, sort of like not crusaders, more and more like, um, 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 uh, traders. They, 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 they traders with a, a D. No, yeah. Trader. <laughs> they would trade along the Indian ocean. They were like, they like were, uh, spice stuff, all, anything. So basically the part of Yemen where my people are from was a shitty part of Yemen. So they had to get, make boats and get 
fuck out of there. Oh, okay. Because it it just didn't. They, you couldn't grow anything. They had to there, get out of the They hood. had to get out of there. And then and then they just ended up having this tradition of being seafarers from this one village, and then they just were, were very well traveled all along Southeast Asia, and a lot of them would live in Southeast Asia. This is okay. even predating Islam. Just making predating predating Islam. Islam. Yeah. Wow. So wow, like, wow, wow, like, wow. like 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 so. Anyways, they, so the Yemenis have been trading all along the 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 Indian Ocean in Southeast Asia, predating Islam. And a lot of the Yemenis from my uh, village, which is Hadramut, they're called Hadrami Yemenis. Hadrami Hadrami Yemenis. Hadrami Yemenis. What a fun thing to say. And they are the type of Yemenis who, um, even though they resided in Asia, they had this very strict policy where. They had such a pride of being. You Hadrami need to know Yemenis. that I'm from Yemen. Well, and you have, and not only that, you can't marry anybody else other than Hadrami Yemeni. Racism. So it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, so many cultures, old school, like are still getting out of that. It's like newly. Oh yeah. And their parent, you know, parents and grandparents are still. Oh, why don't you meet? I mean, why don't you meet a nice Jewish guy? Exactly. Why don't you? Uh, I, you know, uh, a lot of my friends who are Indian, like Southeast Asia Indian, their parents want them to like date. Uh, I dated an Indian guy and. He's like, it took him a long time to even tell his parents we were dating. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, thank God. He's not we were just worried you were, you were going to say black. Yeah, black girl. They were just like, we thought you were gay. And ah, I was like, ah. That's great. <laughs> it's like, you know, just build, set them up to mm-hmm. think it's the worst thing they're like racist or ist against. And right. then everything else is a godsend. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. So uh, then parents. Hadrami Yemeni's just been living all along. Um, Asia predating Islam. And I think some historians credit the Yemenis for spreading it across Southeast oh, Asia okay. because they were already there. Yeah. So it acted as a conduit. That's inter- It's interesting to think that the traveling predated Islam and yet Islam still maybe got to those people who had traveled. Like that, that's how fast or like how quickly like is the Islamic religion well, spread. Because a lot of Islam started peaked at around where Hadramut is in Yemen. Oh, okay. So there's like a very like important mosque there that has like a long tradition of Hadrami Yemen. Is that like the Jerusalem of Muslim town? No, I wouldn't say it's the (laughs) Jerusalem of Muslim town. No, no. uh, That would be Mecca. Oh, yeah. In Yemen. I mean, in in, in Saudi Arabia. I was like, there's one in Yemen? No, 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 no. There's just two? So anyways, my family. Like, this is the it's like Joe's Pizza in New York. This is the real Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, pizza people be fucking. You can't you can't buy a pizza from one place and then take it into another place, especially in Detroit. Well, I don't de- think you're supposed to buy food from another restaurant and take it into any restaurant. Yeah, but no, but when it comes to like pizza, man, oh, How oh dare you. those Italians be getting pissed, man. Fuck, you don't know good sauce. Yeah, They're exactly. so <laughs> I wish I was as passionate as about anything as like some of some Italians are about their fucking food. Uh, I mean, and rightfully so. It's delicious. But it's all the same. It's like no, Mexican food. It's the same. I've never had a, I've had pizza that wasn't as good as other pizza, but I've never had a piece of pizza and been like, Puh, yeah, this is garbage. Well, pizza's American. Uh, yeah, it's not it's an not Italian, an Italian thing. thing. It's an Italian American invention. I also heard that spaghetti was invented by China. So I don't know. That too. That's what I heard. Like the, you know. But I'm like, well, because there's sometimes when I'm eating like chow mein and I'm like, this is, this is Chinese spaghetti. hundred percent. Like it's just a noodle thing. Yeah, like, of course it's good. Noodles are good. Mm-hmm. I'm um, not a big fan of noodles though. Really? No, I, I love feel, them. I think I like, I'm wasting time with them. It's like, 
where's the meat? You know what I mean? And we're just That's eating true. a bunch of fucking processed <laughs> yeah. carbs. But I'm I'm a carb head. Yeah, me Wait, too. so your parents lived in Indonesia. Yeah, they born and raised there. And then did they come to America before you were born or? Yeah, my dad came here before. My dad was a skilled trade. So like, What's you know, skilled trade. He he had a he had a he had a skilled trade. He had a what they call the journeyman card, which proves to everyone around the world that you have a legit skilled that you trade. You can bring some. But are you able to say what that skill was? <laughs> Killing people. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, say, not saying it sounds like a hired. He had a skill. He had a very specific set, set of, of skills. skills. <laughs> yeah. No, he was a millwright. So basically a millwright is a type of like handyman who can fix just about anything. Like That's he can, awesome. you know what I mean? Like he, he fu- you mean he was a real man? <laughs> yeah. So, but that, that got him to America. So that, because, you know, if you could prove that you have a skilled trade that gets you citizenship a lot faster because you're going to bring something to the country. Right? I don't know much about Indonesia. Mm. Is life in Indonesia so rough or does this, that like does america seem like this it's like maybe i just don't know how good we have it the people going we got to go to america what is that appeal is it like the the concept of the american dream that we're all sold or is or do we just have way less like way more rights than other places what is it i mean we do have a lot more freedom than a lot of other places i mean like when i go to indonesia like i'll be like ripping on obama and trump and 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 the Indonesians are just like they really like listening to that because oh they're, they're not allowed like, to talk about their government they can't so then and that that's I'm saying, that's almost everywhere and then and then and then, oh. and then and then and then when you're like talking about them, these indonesians i speak some indonesian these indonesians would literally be like wow it's so nice that you can just do that share your opinion yeah, yeah. Share your opinion so it's, i guess it's like the freedom to share your opinion is worth the risk of let's say racism exactly that like yeah, me, you know, I don't, because I feel like, especially back in those days, there would be the thought of, I don't really know how well-received Muslims are in America. Right. I mean, because America, you know, has this foundation of, which of the, you know, the Christian, all the stuff that, like, people try to beg, that's America. And it's like, no, we're founded on religious freedom, you dipshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, by, by a bunch of, quote-unquote, impossible Christians. Yeah, that's like, but or, we're one nation under God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's God. Yeah, yeah, but it's God. Uh, so they came over here. So you were born here. So my dad came here first, ended up getting working in the factories in Detroit, and then he went back to Indonesia, and I guess he met my mom, and then convinced her to ruin her life and uh, come <laughs> to Imagine, Detroit. it's like, we are going to America. I don't know what accent Indonesian is, and I can't do accents, <laughs> and whatever I do is going to sound racist, so just pretend there's an accent, but just fucking Detroit. Mm. <laughs> Like of all the, it's so funny. The places people end up like America. And then it's just like, oh, it's very violent here. Yeah. I mean, I think my, I don't don't think it was easy for my mom. I think my mom said that she came and she was in Indonesia surrounded by family and friends. She married this guy and he takes her to this fucking cold dreary she said when we came back it was snowing (gasps) and she like fell in this depression because she had no friends no No. family he was at work most of the day and she's cooped up in this fucking house communication wasn't what what it is now either you can't just you know pick up and facetime you can't exactly which and i don't even and even if you even having access to that in indonesia from detroit it's like the time zones Mm -hmm. and the 
Wow. And the other thing is, is that I think there is some sort of, and obviously I'm just saying this theoretically. I've always, I was born in Germany, but like I've lived in America since I was three. Like I'm used to American life. But I think even if there are rights and opportunities that are better for you in a new place, change is hard. Like you do, there is some sort of a comfort in obviously having family and friends around, but like in your routine, even if it's not as good somewhere, I think the adjustment of, I could be wrong. No, the you're unfamiliar right. is like, absolutely. Uh, I think that's why, the, I, that's why the first round of immigrants are the worst. <laughs> so you know funny children I mean? of immigrants always say that they're like, no, they're so fucking hard on you. Like yeah. the parents of, because they're like, no, you have to. First generation is the worst. Well, because they're the ones that come in with their prejudices. You know, like, 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 like in, like in Detroit and in Dearborn where I grew up. So huge, a huge community of Arabs. Because after Israel invaded uh, Lebanon in 1981, the Lebanese had to get the fuck out of there, and a lot of them came to Detroit. And when they started moving into Detroit, uh, shit. What was the what was the point that you just made? I completely forgot. Um. Oh, just that. Like, even if it's a better place to be. You're just not used to, you get used to whatever your and routine that is. First generation of like Lebanese and Yemenis that moved to Detroit. They were just racist so... and like, you know, like stupid about like stuff, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about? And well, they're just like, bringing in their ideas. They're bringing their ideas. That you know? don't work in course, a, course, in a melting pot. Of course not all of them. Right. Yeah, Of course. Now, my, my daughter's not dating a white guy. Uh, yeah. My son is only going to marry a Muslim. It was like really. And then that second generation is a little lax. It's like, she's dating a white girl. And that third generation is like, Jewish, Jewish girlfriend. Yeah. Everyone's like, fine. Well, and I think that's, you know, in an ideal setting, that's where the world is headed, that yeah. we're all getting less and less prejudice as, you know, people cross board. Right. Well, it's also the unfamiliar, you know? Yeah. If if you're coming from a place where everyone is Muslim and you all you hear is, you know, whatever propaganda about, if you, you only hear the negative things about America, you go, oh, well, you know, white people are racist. I don't want, that's scary. I don't yeah. want my kids to yeah. be going over to, you know, their boyfriend's house and them being subjected to the racism right. of their family. And right. it's like you're, I think by and large, everyone as misguided as people often are, especially older generations, they're trying to do what's best. Sure. It's just like fear. Exactly. And, the, and people, the unknown is fucking scary. And that's Change right. is hard. Hard. And I, and I agree with you. It is hard. It is absolutely hard. Almost all change is hard. Even oh, yeah. the good change is When you know hard. it's good for you, it's yeah. still like, fuck, you get, you just, there's comforts in the known. Yeah, it's kind of like how I'm pissed off I got an Android now. Fucking idiot. That's on you, man. That was <laughs> fuck, freedom of choice. Yeah. And you chose wrong. And I fucked up. And I fucked up. This podcast brought to you by iTunes. Um, No, uh, and, but I'll keep saying that until you guys give me money. Um, that's my new plan on my other podcast. We're like, let's just name sponsors and like blackmail them into. Yeah. We're not going to stop saying you're the sponsor until you give us money. I hope <laughs> like, that works silence out. Silence funny. Yeah. Um, so you probably had like pretty strict parents or did you grow up like strict Muslim? Mm -hmm. How's this? I joined the Marine Corps to get away from my dad. That's what I was going to be like. How the fuck did you end up? That's what the Marine Corps. Like the Marine Corps was more fun. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, then hanging out with my dad. Yeah, my God. dad was strict. You're like, finally some freedom. Fucking yeah. Was, and the Marines are 100% the, that's the most tough. That's like the hardest Hardest branch of the, everyone knows that. Yeah. I mean, the Air Force is the butt of every joke. And it's yeah. like, this isn't fair. What about the Coast Guard? But yeah. like, Marines are, I did ROTC for one year in high school. 
And uh, it was technically Navy ROTC, but the guy who ran the class, Master Gunny, fucking Master Mar- Marine Gunny, yeah, Corps. Gunny, 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 he loved sure. me, but <laughs> he just liked because I was just this feisty, tiny, and he's just like, Cindy Lou Who, and just fucking badass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, he was literally reminded me sort of it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin as okay. a regular human. Just fucking yep. balls. Big you know? neck, big neck. But yes, fucking <laughs> big, big bald head. Just fucking. <laughs> uh. And it's like, that's just like, I find it hard to believe anyone joins the Marines like without a little bit already being like, oh, I want to fucking kill someone like, but, but maybe they just fucking, I don't know how boot camp works. Well, some, some people join the Marines cause they have to like a judge ordered it. Yeah. I had an uncle that fucking, you know, DUI his way into having to join right. the Navy. Yeah. Or some people that's hilarious. That's and then funny. some people, some people, um, just want to serve the country are trying to get citizenship. That's- and and they're from places that are like typically like yo this is not a, like Cuba like long we had a Cuban guy in our oh in our I didn't know that the military that makes sense but they'll go you know we don't usually let you guys in but if you serve well yeah it's kind of like if you serve it's gonna help you know I it's mean, supposed to help fuck I didn't know you could serve and not be a citizen oh yeah isn't that crazy that's you know what's crazy I did know I heard that like that countries that uh our territories that don't have all the rights of citizenship can join. But I also heard that it used to be like the, some of those islands we own, maybe like like the Samoas or something like Puerto Rico. Yeah. And it's like, but I wonder, I think I've heard, I heard about this, but I wonder if a draft is reenacted, reinstated, like how that fucking, can you get drafted and you don't even have all the rights of a citizen? That's crazy. Can I be absolutely honest? I kind of hope the draft starts. I have never, denounced feminism more quickly than when people were like, oh, what if there's a draft? I was like, I'm not for equal rights. You leave me at home. I am fine. I will cook. Yes, yeah, yeah. I will take over your factory job. If those are still a thing, you get out there. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Like, that's, I mean, what you talk about, because service, go ahead. But what I'm saying is, is that I kind of wish that we kind of had the draft because it would force people to be like, why are we on all these wars? Well, now nobody's questioning it, really. What's easy to not think about it when you're not involved, you know? It's easy to ignore the news if it's not, you know, your neighborhood isn't being blown up. Exactly. It's as an American, it's like, oh, all the wars are somewhere else. Exactly. And then you go, but I always am like, well, eventually it's got to come to us, right? Like, I mean... Fucking, especially with technology nowadays, but I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. So the Marines. Yeah. I mean, that fu- I joined the Marines to get away from it. Were you like, this is way, like, did having strict immigrant parents, do you think that made Marine Corps boot camp? You're like, this is, I'm fine. Let me tell you how I was in boot camp. Okay. Yes. Guys were breaking down crying in boot camp stressed the fuck out one kid almost got eaten up by an alligator tried to swim off paris island that's how str- <laughs> that's how stressed he was fuck. and then they had to rescue him and bring him fucking back and, and then they you're like oh you're you know you're fucking gonna get more shit for that and these cut these 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 drill starters are psychotic and they, they they're very good at psyops and they're very good at getting in your fucking head and creeping you out and breaking scaring down. you and breaking you down by doing push-ups and like torturing you both with, with exercise and really fucking breaking you down and i swear to god i was the only one in the platoon that had to keep biting my tongue because i couldn't stop laughing whoa because to me because it's so cr- you're like 
to, to me, it's like, you're not my dad. <laughs> this only goes for three months after this. I'm in the fleet and I get to do whatever I want to do. And I'm going to be fucking ripped. I really think there is something to the way they do that. Like, there is something about trauma bonding, too, that brings you closer to the people that you're going to fucking, you've been through shit already and now you're going to war. Yes. Like, you, you, when you go through hazing, I assume, I've never been hazed. I was really bummed to find out my sorority wouldn't do it. But, like, you just bond to someone yes way more which is part of the reason i think they do it we're hardwired for that yeah we're hardwired to need other people absolutely but now like where that wiring is being fucked up in this society where we don't need to rely on anybody anymore yeah, don't ask we're for getting, help don't yeah like what with our phones man i'm thinking it's gonna get to a point where questions are gonna be a thing of the past like no human's gonna ever ask another human a question that's anymore. part of the reason i started the podcast is like people are so embarrassed to fucking ask anything and yeah. it's like ah, uh, i just don't you know what if they disagree? What if they think I'm stupid? Exactly. I don't know. And it's like, I don't want, I'm not the kind of person that says there's no stupid questions. There are stupid questions, but it's like, and that's why there's stupid people. Ask the fucking questions so exactly. you're not so stupid anymore. Exactly. Stupid. That's ego though. I mean, true. Do you, when did you join, what year did you join the Marine? 95. 95. So this is pre 9-11. Poor, yeah. Damn. I got out in 99. Oh, good move. Yeah, what, yeah. Wait. Why did you know something that we didn't know? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> was that like, was the Gulf War still going or was that done? The Gulf War was done. So I was in during the Clinton administration. So it was kind of like. Like I, I always tell everybody the most dangerous thing I saw was a hurricane. That's so funny. It was very lucky. It was a good time. It was a good time to be in the military if you just wanted to get the skills and get away from your dad. That's great. (laughs) Did you have any trouble like as a Muslim? Did you get any like flack for that? Let me tell you something. Because there's stuff more recently where people have been like, there's a guy who got like hazed to death. Uh, Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that now the climate is way different than before. Before Arabs were still sort of like. It was just like, like, we just don't know. Well, no, we were still the butt of every like terrorist joke. Like after the whole. Yeah, I guess especially with military people because they're. In yeah, the, and like you know, the the, the media, the, the, the media, media is really good at vilifying who we need to vilify at the moment. The the media, right? the news doesn't exist without a villain. They have to make something exactly. A so like for all the eighties, you know, ever since like Israel had to invade. Lebanon and then the Lebanese fought back by creating Hezbollah all of a sudden every Lebanese person is a Hezbollah agent and you know so it's like it's 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 yeah it's it's the media the media really knows how to paint a boogeyman but at the time that I joined the military yeah we were kind of the boogeyman in the news but we weren't Osama bin Laden boogeyman on the news so I mean they made fucking I mean, they may, especially people who watch like Fox News after 9-11. Yeah. Fucking. It was dark for me. Yeah. Was that? It was really hard. That was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like. That was hard. That was hard. It really broke me down. Where like, were you? Uh, I where was, were you when the world stopped turning? Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was managing an oil change in a very podunk suburban part of Detroit, like 40 minutes out of Detroit, a place called Wald Lake. Oh. And it's like very white and Jewish in this area. Oh. And uh, we were a bunch of Arabs that were like running this oil change in the middle of this very white Jewish community. And um, and they, they would always come in and stuff like that. And then we would always be busy. Yeah. And then I remember I was like cashing somebody out. And all of a sudden, um, my boss came out of his office to go into the TV room. And as he passed me by, he whispered, a plane hit the World Trade Center. And I was like, what? And you know what's the first thing I noticed? Huh. This is like, it didn't dawn on me. And then all of a sudden, I like cashed the guy out. 
right? And he drove off and I looked and not only was there no line, the entire street was empty. Wow. Not one car passed. It was like everything stopped. Fucking, that's so interesting because like, Everything because stopped. people are just glued to the TV. Well, like, going it, like but, but in that moment, I haven't even looked at the TV yet. All yeah. I know is, is that it's like, whoa! It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like that 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 movie in the Matrix. Uh, I think, or no, I think it was, uh, was it either the Matrix? No, it was uh, when, when Keanu Reeves did uh, 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 the Devil's Advocate, oh. and then at the end of the movie, he walks out in the middle of New York, and there's like no, no. life, dude. Anytime, even just like L.A. at Christmas is haunting. Yes, I love it though. That's, yeah, it's no, it's great. great. You can drive across town, so you're like, yeah. oh, this is what it'd be like if everyone just accepted their <laughs> dreams weren't going to come true. <laughs> yeah. Fucking God, go home. Exactly. But like, yeah, I, it was. I was in Alaska, and I was. Uh, still in high school and it was so early. So my friend called me and was like, they're bombing the world, you know, already misinformation. But like, and my first period was ROTC and we went in and they like talked about it and fucking so weird. I remember my mom, like her work shut down because she works for the government and they're like, just sent everybody like home. And it's a dark day. But it was so early for me that I feel like my experience, I mean, there's a, a million reasons my experience is skewed, but it was like, like the, the idea that people were at work because it was fucking like 6 a.m. where I was and like, just like, what? What's happening? Fuck. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason I got out of ROTC. I was like, this was fun when I didn't think there was going to be a war. Now it's too close to home. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, I don't want to, like, yeah. I'm not interested in a scholarship. Yeah. yeah. No, I was like, yeah, no, I did the ASVAB. Excuse me. I don't want to, I'm not interested in whatever you're offering. Right. Fucking, did you notice any shift? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park like any like an immediate shift in like your treatment or how people looked at you so first let me tell you like when i came and saw what yeah. happened like when i came Sorry. in the room you have all these older lebanese guys that work so i was the man i was sort of the manager i was the i was basically the mouthpiece yeah i was the guy that did all the selling yeah and all the arabs that couldn't barely speak english they went downstairs and did the oil they work, just right? fucking do let me do the work so now you got all these older like you know lebanese guys that are like sitting there crowded around the tv and i look and it's already like one building is on fire and i remember i was like the fuck that pilot was smoking crack how the fuck did well, yeah, you Yeah, because i remember that? initially they were like oh they thought it was like a freak accident yeah right then to me that enough was like we're just having pilots like crash into buildings exactly exactly and then i remember we were sitting there and we were like what the fuck we're talking we don't know the news doesn't know whatever and then on the wide shot it was like 
you just see the other boom and we were like to see that live is fucking and the i just saw the aftermath i didn't even think about someone watching it happen on the tv oh i saw it happen and then i swear to god when that second plane hit that's when i was like oh this is an attack yeah and i was like Please don't be Arab. Please don't be Fuck. Arabs. Please don't be Arabs. Please don't be Arabs. That's the first thing. And then I'm sitting there and I'm a Marine and I'm flipped out. So now I'm you're going into pissed. like patriot fucking my country. And I'm already out of the Marine Corps already now for like two years and I'm still two years inactive, meaning they can activate me again. Fuck. And I was just calling the duty station going, what the fuck? Can we go now? Can we go now? I'm like getting fucking angry. And then one of the buildings falls down. <gasps> And then when that other building fell out, I was the only one in the room flipping out, screaming at the fucking TV. It was one of those things where you wanted to go in there and fucking stop it, you know? Yeah. And I was so fucking angry. God, that emotion of like, I can't do anything. And I was so fucking mad. And then I remember I looked around and all these Lebanese guys were just like, not giving a shit. And I remember I fucking lost it on them. I'm like, well, you guys don't fucking give a shit. All these fucking people dying. And I fucking flipped out and I walked out and I came back in and I started screaming some more. And then the second building went down. And then Fuck. I was just like livid and I was losing my mind and I was turning it on them for them just being so deadpan and not doing anything. And that I mean, and, that amount of emotion too, it's like spewing out of you. And then I was, I had like this moment where I sat down and one of the old Lebanese guys came up to me and he's like, you want us to get mad for what? That happens to us every day in Lebanon. <gasps> uh... He goes, I'm here because of that shit. And he goes, and he literally told me, he goes, I feel bad for what's happening but a part of me feels like you guys got a taste of your own medicine and i was like that oh, was really like dark. wow so then after that it was like that's when i realized fuck man now i'm not a marine anymore now i'm just a fucking terrorist that needs to prove to everyone that i'm a marine yeah did you feel like in the like the you know time soon after did you do anything actively to almost like overcompensate or did you feel like you had to like go out of your way to be extra polite to people or like hang an American flag on your car? That is the thing that really looked like. So, for example, there was this Yemeni guy that ran a gas station next to my house. Okay. Shit. And he was a really cool Yemeni guy. He had really thick accent and, you know, short, so fun and bald guy. He's always like, okay, right. And I swear to God, I went back to that gas station after 9-11. And then when you went in the gas station, he has this like, you know, he's in the counter and there's bulletproof glass all around him. Right. Yeah. I walked in there and every inch of the fucking it's covered, like, covered in American America. flags. And then hold on. And then every day you'd go in there, he had a different America shirt. That's every day it was a different America shirt. He was I like, mean, and he'd be like, my friend, I want you. Hey, you know, fuck. Cause you're like, I gotta let everyone know yeah. it's, I'm not, that's not me. Yeah, that's what got me to comedy though. Really? So that's how I was my coping mechanism. My coping mechanism was, uh, can I joke about this? How can I fucking make it? Like I, I ended up taking an improv class and then when I took the improv class, that's when I learned, I was like, whoa, you can use comedy to teach things. Yeah. And heal. It's like you can yeah. do it at the same time. Exactly. And then I, then I just became addicted to it because to me it was like, if I'm going to have to be public enemy number one, then I'm going to find a way to make them laugh about it. Yeah. You know, and I want to see if I can like, because it was a coping mechanism. It's like they, 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 there was really never is. a moment in, in time where I needed to hear confirmation of laughter of things that I find funny that they also find funny. No, I mean, there's a reason. And I don't think you have to be like terribly, you know, fucked up to to do comedy. But like the 
comedy comes from pain. It is like, yeah, because there are certain things that are so out of your control that you just go, I don't have an option here. All I can do is try to find a way to spin it in my brain that I can make it absurd or like look at something and be like, how ridiculous is this fucking thing that we do to, you know, try to overcompensate to try to laugh about it is the best way to go about it. So long as you're not really like trying to ignore what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and also that's the thing that I feel like gets lost nowadays is that like, yeah, I can joke about something horrible and still know that it's terrible. Amen. But that it's like that people get mad at you for joking and then it's like, okay, well, what are you doing to help it? Exactly. Nothing either? Nothing. But you're mad that I make is your yeah. are you getting is getting mad helping yeah. the situation? What you're doing is you're implying you don't think about this and you're gonna just joke about it in the most ridiculous fashion. And people who are smart enough know that's hilarious. You don't think like that. No, it's like, but but people don't do that, you know. Well, people also want to jump. Not on people. We like we say some people. People's general, but there are like uh, you know small sects of people that want to just get angry about the little things, and it's like, I get it too. If you're like consumed in the news, especially if it's something that directly affects you, it's harder to laugh. Yeah. But it's almost to me more important. Yeah, I'm, to me too. I mean, I think I became a comedian at first because my mom and dad had a horrible marriage. All they would do is fucking fight. Like it was, Were they arranged? Is that a thing? Kind of, sort of. I'll explain it later. Coerced. But, <laughs> but it was like, I have a little sister, and um, I remember whenever like the parents would be fighting, man, the way I described it was, it was kind of like as a kid, it was almost as if when they were hating each other, it's like they sucked the color out of the world. Wow. Everything That's felt dark and Such dreary. a great description, though, of like watching, especially parents, that it's like the the ray of sunshine and support in your life that like a family unit's supposed to be to it. It's so dark. It There's is. no better way to paint that picture in my opinion. Oh, well thank you. Yeah. But I mean like, and then I would always try to make my sister laugh. Yeah. In those That's okay. Minutes, yes. Know? And entertainer or fucking whatever. or this, that, 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 So that we can have this little party over here. So relatable. Well, this fucking about shit this. is exactly. We've got each other. Let's exactly. fucking. Hey, yeah, let's, make, let's make fun of dad. I'm going to make fun of dad while he's yelling. Ah, ah, you know, I mean, deeply relatable. I was the same way with my brother, just like fucking being ridiculous while we're locked in our rooms. Cause they're fucking, let's just fucking go over here. And exactly. like, they're just going to scream. So let's just play a silly game. Yeah. Like try to make each other laugh. We literally would do, there was a show on comedy central called make me laugh. Yeah. And it's a show where like, uh, at the time, like comedians would, Tried. I, think I remember make that. Each other laugh yeah, they make each other laugh. laugh. I think it's what it was. I think like it was each other. You had to make other comedians laugh. Yeah, yeah. And me and my brother would just do that. We'd take turns, just fucking going as ridiculous as possible. But it, yeah, you don't realize at the time that you're like coping with something. You're just a kid. You're you know? just a kid. You don't know how to process shit. Well, yeah. Like we would come up with games too. Like me and her would come up with this game where it's like she would have to hum a tune, not have to try to figure out what yeah. that song is. You know. But it's just ways to like escape Distract. this shit. Yeah, it's like, how can we get away from this? Because we can't physically get away from 100%. it. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, and you're right. At a young age, you have no idea it's a coping mechanism. No, and you also don't know. That you're developing skills. <laughs> yeah, no. Or that you're being traumatized. That's for like true, yeah. Few, that this is actually going to be a thing later that you're going to have to deal with. Right. And, right. and also, it's like there's something to the fact that like not knowing like what, like is, this is just what parents do or yes. like. Yes. Like. You don't know that other people aren't dealing with that, or but you that, do start learning it a little bit. Of I know, course, I know that. I know that. Like it was like there was like a moment. Forget how old I was, 
But it was a moment when I realized how fucked up my parents are. Yeah. And and it was when I was at another friend's house and I saw his parents and how cool they were and, and they how got relaxed along. they were and 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 they weren't breathing down his neck and like we were able to do what we wanted and they trusted us over it and yeah they were very nice they talked to me like i was an adult as opposed to like talking down like to you me. were a fucking idiot you know what i oh, mean game changer. and then that's when i was like yo there's a better way to do this yeah, my and my parents are, are not doing that yeah they're like boy they are going about this poorly yeah do they know i know um let's talk i want to talk a little bit about the muslim stuff do you still identify like as a Muslim? Like I identify as a Muslim to people who are not Muslim. Okay. But to people who are Muslim. You're not Muslim enough. I feel <laughs> I feel like I owe it to them to be honest. And I owe I, I Do you go, I haven't really practiced the religion or Yeah. Like I like 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 I like I like I like I like, I like to let my family know. Like like I was very brave and I told my family I don't really believe in Islam anymore. I eat bacon and stuff like that. And uh, How was that? It was good, man. You know what's great is when you when you realize why you're a the good. You ever like you have good qualities, right? Yeah. And sometimes you wonder where it came from, and yeah. then and then it's like it's like when I came out to my family. God, having to come out about eating that I <laughs> didn't believe in Islam the way they did. They instead of ridiculing me, just had questions and were curious yeah. and they wanted to know why and then they kept asking more questions and at the end i remember my one little cousin was like yo man thank you for being so honest you know and we got closer because well yeah of and it. then realizing that uh people will still love you but what i'm saying is that's when i was like man i'm cut from the same cloth yeah you know what i'm saying they're like oh it's these like, are good people and they're, they're, they're they're, like I have a moral compass. They're the with it like me. Yeah. You know? The reason I'm curious, which led me to maybe go away from my religion, right. comes from this group of people who yeah. just like want to understand. Yeah. And that's really fascinating. And it was good. It was a good feeling to know that they weren't going to look down on me like that. You know, it was good feeling. Um, but so, 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 like to you or like if I'm doing comedy says, yeah, I, I tell people I'm Muslim because it gives an, a people an idea of what my upbringing was like, and like culturally, what culturally, where I come from. Yeah. Is there uh, anything from your religion that you kind of like took with you still or? Oh man, honestly, you know where the best thing about Islam is? Like, I don't really believe in religion that much, but there's certain things. Our organized religion, religions like fuck to me. Yeah, but there's things about these religions that are really good. Absolutely. And those things are the ones that need to be grasped onto. There's just these other things that are like, yo, what? It yeah, contradicts like, this thing. It's yeah, it's just like the red tape of like why with the specific rules yeah. sometimes. But it's, I think the core of most major religions is great. I do too. Love one another. Yeah. You know. To, you know, do the right thing, yeah, essentially. It was early humans' ways of saying, yo, can we stop being monkeys? Well, no, it's like, I... Can we just do better? I really think a lot of relig organized religion was like, we don't know how to stop, get people to stop killing each other. Mm -hmm. So let's just like make up that bad things gonna happen. Louis <laughs> Black was just like, they had to write down rules. They had to be like, you, no more fucking goats. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like... um. But what was your question though? It was uh, uh, oh, or did you take anything from so it? The thing, my favorite thing about Islam, and I kind of wish everybody, aside from being Muslim, do this, especially with their kids, is Ramadan. Oh, the fasting. Ramadan, I swear to God, is or is probably, there more to it? 
Sorry, I'll let you talk. Ramadan <laughs> is like, I think, one of the best tools to teach young people and people in general empathy. Ah. Because like Ramadan is supposed to be people who have money are going to show solidarity with those who are poor. Yeah, it's like you're fasting. So you're fasting to get the idea of understanding how good you really have it and how you have so that at the end of Ramadan, you're supposed to give like 10 or 15% of your income that year to the to, to charity. Yeah. And it's just a time to like really go, wow. Reflect and I took you. for granted the fact that I could just drink water at any time I wanted. Yeah. My dad used to fucking troll me, man. My dad was like, because I hated broccoli and shit. And, and like, I remember one time I came home and it was like, we were fasting during the summer solstice. So the sun oh, wouldn't go down to like 10. Uh, dude, I, there were, I had a few Muslim friends when I lived in Alaska and the sun doesn't fucking set. You see what I'm saying? And I'm like, good God. That's what I'm saying. So like, we're there. I'm waiting for the sun to go down. And I remember my dad, like, I'm like, wait, I'm like waiting for the sun to go down. I was like, looking out the window. And my dad steams broccoli, butters it, puts salt and garlic on it, and then throws it in front of me. And he's like, wow, imagine. Man, when you're like broccoli right now. Because you, you hated it, it so cause, much. Because I hated it's like, it so much. What a gift. What a blessing. And like, it really. Like, that's so fucked, but also like. But it's great. Like yeah. it made me realize, like, oh, Appreciate dude, I'm like all broccoli. fucking broccoli. It's like now I'm like, yo, that broccoli looks amazing. What a gift! I mean, that's how I still am. Is that like, yeah, I can eat vegetables if I'm starving and you put it in front of me. Exactly right. So that's why I just starve myself. So I'll eat more vegetables. So I guess that's one thing I take from it. You know, uh, do you still do Ramadan? No, but I'm thinking I might do it this year. Just because of its good health, its health benefits. There's it reminds like a lot you, of, fasting is very good for your health. Yeah, it's a, it gives your body a time to purge uh, bullshit cells. Yeah, it recharges. Out. They say if you uh, fast for uh, 72 hours, yeah. your body like completely sheds. Like It resets yes. the, your cells from like... It's called cell autophagy. Yeah, it regenerates like your original DNA cells. Right. So they're like not fucked with... It purges the shitty cells and replaces them with, with healthier ones. I've tried to do it. Yeah, I got to do the 72 hour. Yeah, that's fucking hard though. I haven't done it yet. Uh, and I'm, I can't, I haven't found a clear article on like what constitutes fasting in this instance. Like, can I have water? Can I have yes. like a well, small amount of calories? There's, there, there's different fasts. There's dry fast, there's wet fast. But uh, I, I highly suggest if you're going to fast, then, then just water, water and coffee is like really the only thing you could have. Yeah, I should do a fast. My body needs something. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, we old, yo. For sure. I mean, you're like so old. Fuck you. I mean, you were in the military when I was like kindergarten. That's I'm gonna, crazy. I'm going to push you into traffic. When did you realize that you didn't believe in all the religious stuff? Oh, wow. Was it in the Marines, before the Marines? No, I really think I, I, I at a very young age, just had a problem with Islam. And I think I had a problem with Islam early on because my parents really sucked at being parents. Like they didn't, I take that back. They're really good parents in handing down morals and being good to yeah. people. My mom and dad had the same disposition on how we should raise the kids, you yeah. know? So that's, it's not like they were fighting over too much that. over that type of stuff. Yeah. Which um, I, is helpful, I'm sure. What? Yeah. I'll, at I'll, least in decreasing fighting. Right. If you're on the same uh, page. What was just talking about? I guess I tried. When did you, realize that you didn't believe in 
You said when you were a little so kid. So it was very early. I think I think it started when I was like 13, 14 years old. That's we, when most people at least start questioning. Yeah. And then I went. Or earlier even. It might have been earlier than that. But then uh, I think it was early. I think now that I think about it, I might have been like 11 or 12. Either way, we went to the mosque and we had to sit through a sermon. And the sermon was in Arabic. And my, you know, I'm fucking bored to death. Like the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can't wait for this fucking thing to be over. Yeah, like, oh. And then we get out and my dad was like, do you know what he was talking about, Mike? And I'm like, no, I don't speak Arabic, you know? And he was like, well, he was talking about a very important story in the Quran and in the Bible. He goes, it's the story of where God comes to Abraham and tells Abraham, if you love me, show me. By taking your firstborn son atop this mountain and beheading him. Yeah. And he almost does it. And then he almost does it. In the last minute, God replaced it with a goat. Yeah. And then he goes, and then he was like, and he goes, you see, that's how much we're supposed to love God. And honestly, after that, I just had nothing but questions. Yeah, because it's, like, it's like, who does that? Why is he a why is he a creepy fucking asshole? What it's also like we're created in God's image, but like don't ever question God. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but you get to question us? Like, yeah. what are you fucking? And also like the fact that people that that people the idea that people are created in God's image, it's like, well, I've met people. So God can't be that great. Yeah. No, that shit is like, then I start even con- if he's real, I'm like, that's the guy we're supposed to worship. He's like, no. what kind of God asked you to kill your son? Where, well, how is that the all knowing? That's yeah. what he's going to do. He's like, yo, dude, do this one thing. Ha 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 jokes. Yeah, like, it's like, what? God's a, a sicko. He's a prankster. What the hell yeah, is that shit? That's what I think too, though. He's like, nah, he's just like a bored kid. Like, yeah, war. he's like a baby. I think I picture him as like a very disorganized man who keeps falling asleep at his desk. Like uh, just like overwhelmed, and he's like, "Oh shit! Yeah. Oh bomb! Oh mother! I've lost control." He's yeah. just got like prayers keep stacking up, and he's yeah, like, oh, and he's like oh. "Oh, I'm checking out." And that's like people are like he answered my prayers. It just it's the same as getting booked yes. by a comedy. Just yeah, every yeah, once yeah. in a while, he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna get to a couple of these." Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's so just fascinating. Yeah. Um, have you gone to? Uh, Indonesia or Yemen? Yeah, man. I yeah. love Indonesia. You, I love it. Yeah. Not Yemen. Never been to Yemen. It's probably not like. Not right now. It's not a good time. I'm so pissed, man. Go. I'm so pissed that I missed it. I could have fucking went before the stupid war happened. Yeah. yeah. Do you get, as someone who, you know, is, you know, of, of a Muslim culture, do you get nervous traveling outside the U.S. about, I don't know if this is crazy, about like, what if I can't come back? Because of because fucking I don't know of the way I look. Yeah, like if Trump was just like no, like does that ever cross your mind? I would love for that to happen. Yeah, I think that would really because they stop letting some countries come in. That would yeah. Right now there's there's a whole thing by the uh, a group of uh, a group of uh, Iranian Americans went to Vancouver for an Iranian pop concert, and then on the way back they were detained and questioned and confiscated their, their passports and asked what religions they were and uh, asked them what political affiliations they had and wouldn't let them in the country. And some of them, they turned away and it's That's like, fuck. and they were citizens, mm-hmm. citizens, American citizens. I can't, I, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine. I know. It's just like, I know that we do have it relative to other places. Very good. But, no, but, you, but before, before I say anything, like I just saw that on the internet. 
I didn't do any research. I don't know if it's fucking real or not. Yeah, you know well, that's it. Oh, that's the fuck thing about the internet. It's like there's so much information, but it's like, yeah, but it's not all real. Yeah, you never and know. You don't know what fucking things yeah. to trust. Exactly. And the media skews shit for clicks. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, is there any news source that's just right down the middle news that it's like, we're not going to try to pander to this audience or that audience? I think that's what podcasts are doing. Yeah, and it's like, the accessibility to do your own thing is to like, even just doing this, like this obviously isn't news, but like getting to just share someone's individual experience and that people can access that. I do go like slippery slope though. When they do those, that fucking, you know, the laws where they're regulating the internet and it's like how long till now, you know, it's like, and, and granted I go down rabbit holes of like, the conspiracy theory mindset, but like how long before, you know, they're just blocking shadow banning podcasts or like uh-huh. they listen to your podcast and then they start like, I mean, I go full blown like Holocaust. Like they start coming for you because of something you said. It can happen. I mean, was it you joking about like, Hey, maybe Trump will still be president in 2024. Yeah. And that's a Trump infinity. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> fucking, it's like, ha ha ha. But then you're like, Oh my fucking God. Well, I mean, when you realize how quickly like Russia infiltrated, I mean, so many elections, but then you go like, "Oh, this shit's real." I don't, I don't know. Really but I don't know how much is real and how much is. I hear, I hear the arguments that are good about it's not real, and then I hear the arguments that it is real. I don't know what to believe. Well, yeah, anymore. no, and but then it's just like even as someone who should identify as a liberal based on my beliefs, I'm like, I'm fucking don't trust the government enough to identify as anything. Same here. I'm, that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking fight for everyone's yeah. like social, civil safety rights. I'm here for you. But like, I don't want to fucking put my name down as like, a, this is my party. Yeah. And then yeah. like, and then I don't believe the way the either person, either anyone who's an extremist on either side will just gloss over the bad shit that their party has done. Yeah. Cause like the ideals yeah. of someone I understand, but like the fucking corporate part of the democratic part, like the, when people are like as, as a like sarcastic response to preach, Trumpers, preach, well, preach. people will go, Oh, but her emails, and it's like, yeah, okay, it's dead. But like, also like, you're not, you're not creeped out about the email thing. Yeah. Like at all. Like, yes. We're not, you're a bunch of computers got smashed and you're just going to go. Okay. And it's like, yeah. what, what, <laughs> That's just scary. But that's the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? It's just to get people to put their superficial... Uh, Make people feel like they have to belong to something. They have to belong to people something. People are more concerned with fitting in yeah. than anything else. People and don't want to feel isolated. I know. But people also like the confrontation of my group versus your group. Yeah. Well, it's it's literally, though, at this point, Paul, it's like, to me, being like, I'm a Democrat, hardcore, till I die. Mm. I give money to the Democratic Party. I'm like, you might as well just be a Packers fan. For at real. This point. They're just like, I will die. Like, with the way things go back and forth, it's like, there's never, you don't question anything about it on either party, you just know? It's easy, though. That That's it's the like, thing. And, and I have fam- so many family members that are like, I'm a Republican. I'll always be a Republican. And I'm like, there's not a little bit where you go like, eh, I went. I'm a little upset that yeah. they did that. Yeah. They'll just gloss over that. Cause like what abortion you think is the end of the world. Well, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like people have the ability to personalize a politician's actions. Yeah. So for example, it's like I back Trump. Therefore now my name is stamped to Trump. Yeah. Therefore I don't want to talk about the bullshit. Yeah. He's my doing. ego isn't going to let me, no I don't want to go Talk about no. the fucking terrible shit that he's doing. Exactly, because I'm 
focused on the shit that he's People doing go, great. Well, look at the jobs. Exactly. And it's that one the, little. They put their own personal ego. They invest in something. Yeah, which is so weird. Well, they, and when it's not just politics, we do it with. We have this like hero culture. We do it with celebrities. What do you mean like by hero culture? Well, I mean that it's like someone goes, I love this. I'm a fan of this person. Yeah. And I mean, the people that fucking are still defending Cosby. Oh, and yeah. It's, and, and all of it that like, and I, and I get that you can, in theory, you know, like Michael Jackson, you can, I guess, separate the art from the artist, but it's like, you're going to fucking fight people over saying a pedophile should go to jail or like, I mean, not, a, but, but like. No, I know what you're R. saying. Kelly stuff. Yeah. And, well, because people, when they like someone, they just put them on this pedestal yep. and it's like now, well, and it's not fair to the person either, the individual. Cause it's like, in theory, you or I, you know, or you, if we're, our career blows up or you just look at like someone like Joe Rogan, that it's like now, because you've been like, he's the coolest. Now he's supposed to live up to this standard of mm-hmm. being a great human because you decided you like his podcast. Right. And now it's like, uh, now if he says anything wrong, it's like, he's a problem because, yeah. well, because more people hear him mm-hmm. and he voiced a curiosity that mm-hmm. isn't politically correct. Mm-hmm. It's Or not politically correct to you. To you, because it doesn't fit in your box of right. what is okay. And so many people, it astounds me how many people identify as progressive that cannot even tr- like have the empathy to understand why someone would think differently. Amen. You know, to go Amen. like, I don't agree with you. But I guess I get how if I was in your position, if I grew up on a farm and we're barely getting by, it's like, because I have friends who are filthy rich Democrats. Okay. Who don't understand how someone could vote Republican purely from an economical tax standpoint. And to me- How can they not? That's so weird. Well, because they've never been, like I grew up in a house where- my mom getting a couple, a few, and like, especially if you live in a poor state like Mississippi, which is where I, I lived as a kid. Yeah, no, getting a few hundred dollars back, back on your tax return does change some lives. Like, if you have enough money that like you're, yeah, a couple hundred bucks doesn't matter to you, count your fucking blessings. Amen. And it's okay that you can go, okay, but like. That was easy for me. And it's like, and still like. That's- a poor, you know, maybe those people who are that poor don't, you know, and they don't realize how much of their own interests they're voting against because there is that mindset of, oh, this is temporary or I got to pull myself up by my bootstraps and which is Or they are aware of those things, but the little thing that they need the most right now, matters I, it's like, the most. Yeah, it's, like, it's I, like, I get that, you know, welfare could help, you know, or socialized yeah. medicine, but like right now, I don't know how I'm going to fucking feed my kids. Exactly. Or I need healthcare or, you know, or whatever. Yeah, that's like, it, it's easy and it's a fucking blessing to have, to be, you know, financially secure enough that, that you can worry about the group. That's a blessing. Yeah. Versus like when you're struggling, it's like, no. I, don't, I got, I have to keep my kids alive. Amen. I don't have time to worry about society. I can't be turning on the news to get stressed. And, and I will always vote for the group. Even in, I'm not in a position to fucking, I should, I'm financially as an artist who's just coming up in a position where I should be like fucking me, me, me to survive. So it's like, I, I have a mindset of the whole, but I understand how like a single parent or like what in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Because you have empathy. Yeah. You're able to walk a mile in someone else's shoes and at least go, okay, I don't agree with you, but man, 
I have a bird's eye view wide enough to know why you would feel and that way. And it's like, way. how? where can we find a resolution for both? It's like, that's where we should work Maybe from. there's not no overall resolution, well, but what needs nothing. to happen is there needs to be a conversation. Exactly. And the conversation needs to be non-confrontational. The conversation needs to be, yo, this is what I feel. No, this is what I feel. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you feel that? Well, you want to know why I feel this? And we just have that discussion. Well, because especially with like being able to be behind a computer and stuff, it's easy to dehumanize. See someone as other. Easily. Well, that's also even with this podcast. And like, granted, I have a lot of people on who are like, yeah, we, you know, mostly have the same opinions on a lot of the big issues. But it's like, I won't do this not face to face. Because I don't want, when I have a question that probably is the opposite of how someone feels, I, I, or like they say something that I'm like, I don't understand. Or I don't, I w- I don't want to lose that human The context, connection. the context. Yeah, I don't want you to forget that it's like, hey, I don't actually understand that. Or yeah. like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's just so interesting that people can be closed-minded and call themselves progressive. I think that's just an interesting term we use. By- I know what you mean, because I think when I think progressive, I think critical thinker. Yeah. Open-minded. Open-minded, wants to break away from the paradigm of this not thinking about anything and, 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 and being more progressive. And that label you would has become... A progressive, a progressive person, would you would think, would be someone who would be like, yo, man, um, I'm pro-choice, but I get how someone can be pro-life. Yeah, like, I understand. Right? Well, it's especially, like, like, it's also like, how can you care so much about animals and not understand how someone could be pro-life or like it. And then I go like these, the people who are pro-life for religious reasons, it's like, I don't subscribe to their religion. I don't believe in that, but I'm like, these people are genuinely afraid of the wrath of God. Amen. Like, and they're just not there. That's their mindset. That's where they're at. You don't understand because when I'll never, I'm pro-choice till the day I kill 800 babies, whatever. But like, (laughs) I will never be the person to argue in favor of pro-choice by saying it's not murder. Cause I'm like, ah, no, I think it is. It is. I think it, but if, Come I, on. but I think if anything is living in my body, I should be able to murder it. Well, <laughs> like, there's that, <laughs> there's that, listen, there's that, there's that, uh, oh shit. I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Oh no. I just, I don't know. It's hard that in the, it just, it honestly impresses me a little that someone can just, commit to a full this is it this is right and like you you don't ever like go like oh well i could see how someone would think i know that that progressive is a label for people who nowadays by and large want to like censor what people say yeah man that's sad too is that it's like you know, it's like the last thing, by the way, I want to do is censor someone's hate no. speech because I want to know I that you know. hate people. Yes, because I want to know how you think. Yeah, because it's like you telling someone not to say bad thing things about trans people isn't going to make them not hate trans people. You're just not going to know. Exactly. And that's the person who explodes one day because they're like, why can't I fucking ask my questions? Mm. And it's like, yeah, I don't agree with what they're saying, mm. but I want to know which one of my neighbors is like, but you can't trust the brownies, right? You know, you know what like, else what? I want to know? I want to know that I can uh, uh, be very friendly and have something in common with someone who doesn't think politically like me. Yeah, yeah. I want to find those too. That's what I, so I like try to want to reach out. Like when I started doing comedy in the early 
2000s and I was doing improv at the Second City, there was this, uh, who's now my longtime friend, this uh, conservative kid from Indiana who moved to Detroit because he wanted to get into Second City. And instead of going to Chicago, he went to Detroit. And uh, it's a close-minded white kid, like super Republican. Probably small town, Indiana. is very white. And guess what everybody did at that time? We just embraced him as an improviser. Yeah. We just embraced him. We never shut him down. He was still our friend. Yeah. We just would all be like, what the fuck? Why does he fucking vote for Bush? And you know, like, like, whatever. Weird ass fucking. But my thing is, is that throughout the whole time, knowing this guy, I was drawn to him because to me, dude, if your people are supposed to be my enemy, I want to find the human in you. Yeah. I want to find what makes you tick. I want to know why you think this way. Why do you think that this 9-11, why we're invading Iraq is a good thing and this and that. And do you even empathize with brown people because you come from Indiana? And like, it's like, Do you understand where the mindset is of right? white people who are, I don't know. But- and then what happens? Now we've been friends for 20 years and he lives in LA now and he still considers himself a conservative, but he's pushed more to the center, close to Absolutely. the left. Because- Which I think happens to anyone who gets out in the world. And opens their mind. Yeah, who's know? willing to hear someone. And engage other people. So it's not like he's not a conservative anymore, but now he's a conservative that's like, fuck Trump. Yeah, you know what he's I'm not saying? a fucking, clo- he, like a nut job. He's not a nut job, but when he was, and he even looks back when he was younger, he was like, yo, man, he's like, fuck. my brain. But then he'd be like, you, you where where I came from, that's all you that's know. That's all you knew, and and everything skewed to fit what you know. And it's like also just living in a town like that. Even if you thought it like, even if you were like, I don't agree with all this, you're then isolating yourself, and that's hard to be the town liberal. Mm. People are gonna make that kook job. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to fucking lose all my friends because I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know, yeah, ah. It's so... It's weird. Like, we need to get back to the days where people don't just lose their shit. Or because write somebody, someone off. That's what I mean. One little part of their identity. Yes. No more redemption. Yeah. We don't We don't give people redemption anymore. Nobody can, like, sit there and be like, yo, that was me and I, like, 10 years ago, but I'm here to tell you now, fuck that guy it's 10 also years like, ago. You're not, yeah, you're not giving people the grace to grow. Exactly. That anyone could just be like, that's... Well, if you did it once, that's who you are deep yeah. down. Like you saw that, you saw that, uh, remember that uh, Kevin Hart tweet about yeah, this yeah. kid was gay or whatever. Yeah, they got it, they lost him the Oscars thing. Right, but here's the thing though. Honestly, people like me and you saw that, saw when it was done and was like, yo, that time was a different time. Yeah, that's just fucking jokes people made. And you know what I'm saying? It's true, a lot of people would make jokes like that. It was so easy to say gay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was very easy to point things out and be like, oh, that's gay. That was a very normal thing. Yeah. Even though gay people didn't like it, it wasn't in the public lexicon to be like, yo, stop doing that. Yeah, we didn't have enough, like a lot of people didn't have enough access to the gay community to even realize how offensive that was. Exactly. Because if you just grow up, grow up hearing it, you're just like, that's just what you say. Yes. And then, you know, once I like, really broke it down and thought about it and then like heard from the perspective of a gay person going like, yeah, how do you think that feels that, you know, the thing, every time you think something's dumb, you call it gay and I'm gay. And I was like, Oh fuck. Right. But like, but the time changed. Yeah. We are all like coming to the realization, but back then then we were kind of like whatever with that word. And then now you're going to go back 15 years and be like, what? Instead of going with a lot of people going like, that's fucking great that you grew away from that. 
that you sought out the resources and the world and the experience to when people have grown, you know, yeah. to like realize there's shit I could look back on. And it's like, yes. oh, I can't believe I fucking, yeah. there, there are literally things from my past that I'm like, if that was documented, I'd be canceled. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, I thought that was just a funny thing to do or say, or, yeah. and it's like, what? No, but there's moments where we're fucking shitty people, but the good people are the ones that can reflect and go, wait a minute. Can a admit that they were shitty. And I need to stop doing that. Grow. Right. But the people who point their finger the loudest, I'm always like, yes. what are you hiding? That's what I'm saying. Straight white male loud feminists yes. who are like, who talk about how bad straight white males are. Yeah. They're who horrible. did you rape? Like yeah. fucking what? Isn't that true? Is there something? The loudest. Everyone's so bad. It's Look like at Cosby. Hey, I mean, Cosby, oh, he, Cosby was the righteous comic, right? Oh, he was don't the be one dirty. That, Pull yeah, your pants up. Yeah. Fucking. Right? Oh, seriously. It is. I it think it's a defense me mechanism. scared when I think of people who are like these good icons. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. what are you hiding? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean good icons? Just pe- people who are like, what a great human. I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't, but it's like. I don't know. Are we going to find out that like Lady Gaga abused animals or something? Oh, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? That they're like, and I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's getting to the point. She's my favorite, but like it is getting to the point right now where I'm like, oh, so to be successful, I just got to be a horrible person. It's like, man, it's like, is everyone just a piece of shit? I had no idea to be successful. I just had to whip my dick out. Yeah. And it's just like, people are talking. (laughs) Yeah. But it is, we lose the, I don't ever want to lose the, the rem- I don't ever want to forget that someone's a human. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Like what I said earlier, I want to find the human. In yes. You. It's so easy. I mean, I think it's part of the human wiring to want to put things in a box. Yes. And want to make things black and white when everything is gray. Amen. You know? And I think a lot of us just, we, I, I don't know about you. So, so I'm aware of that. What you just said. Yeah. You're aware of that. Yeah. But sometimes your brain is not aware of it. And Everyone then you go, moment. and then you'll fall into that same rut. And then you have to be like, what? And shake yourself out of it again. Yeah. And it's hard with comedy. Cause it's like, yeah, I do start, you know, even with political stuff I agree with. It's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to pander to this extreme. Like, is this my real thought? Right. Because if, if I do my real thoughts, nothing's going to come out. Yeah, like if I were just to spew every thought I had about every social issue and never say what I identify with, I feel like people wouldn't be able to place my, they'd be like, I don't know what party she's part of mm. be- because I would constantly be like, well, if you look at it like this way, but yeah. I mean, I agree with this, but then like, what about this? Yeah. Because just a constant, well, uh, what's this? Qu-? I'm just, con- I'm fucking never stop questioning. Yeah. Uh, but we all want to go They're this yeah. and because I've already put you in that box. You're never escaping it. For real. Especially if just first impressions. People just go, oh, well, you're a Republican. I guess you fucking hate everyone who's yeah. not white. You're, you're racist. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, vice versa. You know, you're a liberal. Well, I guess you just want to live off the government. Yeah, never like, criticize Islam. Nobody has to have a job. And <laughs> I just let everybody in. And it's like, okay, well, that part, I'm like, oh, why not? But, yeah. but then I get why you're like, I'm scared of, I don't know. Conservatives are more hardwired to be uh defensive like conservatives are i think that's like the definition of a conservative a conservative is someone who wants to conserve things just the way they They are they don't want change yeah they don't want progression no you know a conservative is like what do you mean more immigrants just leave it alone i don't want to share i don't want more exactly and then just and even like the term liberal it's like yes there's plenty we can you know everyone please more for you 
liberals are very much um liberals are like yo I want to do what's right and I'm willing to burn this thing down to get it. Yeah. Conservatives are like, I want to do what's right, but I want to keep this building. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a lot of change. I don't want there to be a fuss. Yes. I don't want to tear this down. Let's not. Th- we have this exactly. and let's not change it. We don't need to get rid of this wall. <laughs> yeah. Probably maybe put yeah. up another wall for safety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, we already, you know, we fought to get this. We should keep but it. You know what? There's a positive to both. Like we need both. Yeah. You need that balance. I'm so glad that there's a checks and balance between the two sides because in all honesty, I don't want the liberals to have everything they want. And I don't want the conservatives to have everything they want because if you get everything that the conservatives want, you're going to get a lot of bullshit that you really don't want. Same thing with liberals. I think like liberals, we can go too far left. I mean, and then, and then, and then we fuck things up sometimes. Well, there's just something to the yin and yang balance of any relationship. Like if you like, in a you need someone in a relationship who's the grounded one Yeah. who, you know, like major Tom to ground control. You know what I mean? Just, you like if if one person is like a reckless, right. you know, let me pay for dinner for everyone. You need the fucking partner to be like, let's, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. fucking maybe not all the time, yeah. and let's, we gotta, you know, keep track of. We can't survive if we, especially yeah. in it's like in a capitalist society where like, for better or worse, not to be the biggest hippie. It's like yeah, like I would love to get to the point where like money is not a thing in the world and we can just somehow exist, but like you need money to survive. And so now you have to like, and that's that scared mindset for conservatives where it's like, you know, I got to fucking hoard it because yeah. you know, I need it. But they're smart though, man. There's things about conservatives that I, 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 I admire though, you know, like, like, um, you know, there's things that I, I, I don't like about conservatives, but I, but I find like, you know, conservative people, especially in America, they typically come from a region of the country. They're very familial. They like, Family's important. Family to them. orientation is big. Um, it's big. Picking yourself up by your bootstraps. That's a thing I learned. Being a, a contributing member to society. Don't be a freeloader. And those you know, are good things. Bring food to the table. You know what I'm saying? Don't contribute rely on, is a great lesson. Hey, we, we should we should make the government smaller and give ourselves more freedom. And I'm all for that. The problem I, yeah. is, is that the politicians on the conservative sides don't preach that ideology. No, they're it's all just about the bullshit. Pre- they're all about saying fiscal conservative we can't we got a fiscal we can't just give everybody free education hey let's uh give three trillion dollars to israel to bomb whoever the fuck they want or saudi arabia or whatever and then you're like oh you're pro-life but you just spent how much on war exactly on killing people so my point is is like you know both our politicians on both sides they only preach to their constituents, constituents. what they want to hear and then they never do it well and they're also just fucking like shills for whatever corporations are in their pocket. You know what Well, I mean? like you were saying, the corporate Democrats. A yeah. lot of p- Democrats don't like to hear that term, corporate Democrat. I'm like, bitch, there's corporate Democrats, okay? It's like, I don't like, uh, almost any politician, in my opinion, is a fucking, by and large, a bad person. Someone who's, maybe they start out with good ideals, but so many of them end up influenced by these corporations who are like, I'll give you money, you gotta vote for this, you gotta push this thing on both sides. And then it's like, rarely is anyone who I think really cares uh, about the people close to being president. You know what I mean? Like you have to be a little bit of a psychopath to for the what? most part to like want to run for president. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone who's running is, but like I'd say that I almost think like in the, the best society would be run by a president who was appointed. 
or whether you like it or not, you're now president because you have the best ideal. I mean, that would never oh, work. Oh, it was like one of those things. Well, because like, the people with the greatest ideals, I think would never, they're like, ah. Yeah. Like it's a miracle Bernie is as far as he is as an independent, to, in my opinion. Yeah. Like without taking any corporate money. Yeah. And I like literally every I day, like I'm Bernie. like, is he going to get assassinated? Like, Don't because- think like that. I mean, I fucking worry. Well, here's the thing, because someone like him, corporations are really. That's what I'm saying. I mean, come on, man. Money is everything in this world. I hate hate to say it, but it is. If we can get rid of money, that'd be great. But I, I'm one of those people where I realized early on, and I had to really convince myself because I'm usually like, oh, patriotic and everything. Yeah, America and this, that, and the other thing. And now I realize, yo, man, fuck all that patriotic shit. Fuck the Bill of Rights. Fuck the Constitution. All that really matters is that Dow Jones number, motherfucker. Because when that (laughs) thing crashes, that's when you got to sit on your front porch with a fucking box full of sardines and a fucking rifle and keep your fucking shit together. Fuck. Because that's really all that matters. People say, no, love. I'm like, motherfucker, not many people are going to love you if you can't wash your ass. Yeah, is it like, so if the Dow Jones crashes, does that mean the American currency crashes because i feel like yeah well i mean the dow I don't jones have enough money the to dow care about jones, the stock market the dow jones fucks up the dollar what like when people are like if the stock market crashes i'm like you have stocks all <laughs> like, oh, right i'm like ah you, you don't have stocks. i'm too poor to notice if the stock market crashes yeah. i don't like the stock market that's why i invest in real estate stock market doesn't work for me help me invest in real estate I have 10 I'll, bucks. I'd love to help. I love helping people. I got to even got to convince the comic in LA. I'll manage an apartment investing. complex. <laughs> How does it work? You'd be know. hilarious manager though. Cause uh, you, you do got that short stop manager fucking, like thing. I, I look like I am the manager and I'm going to ask for the manager. You, like you, you ever, do you ever see the, uh, the, the, the movie with Joe Pesci, the super? No, but that's so funny because I watched home alone re- recently and I literally Texted my friend and I, my friend Nicole. You know Nicole Amy. Yeah. So you see her stature. She's. T- I was like, we need to write something where we are that kind of like cartoony villainy. Because I was like, boy, I could play a part like that. Really I great. think you could. Like, you got to watch the super Fucking angry. The like- super was really good because it was a. It's a comedy about Joe Pesci, who's a slumlord, and he has this one building, and he and and he doesn't fucking fix anything. He just only wants to collect rent. And when he gets there, you see how horrible he is to That's everyone. That's the things in I need to lead into building. is be like a fucking little angry. Yeah, because you're little. The the the, the, it's, the, funny. the, the it's funny because it's a misdirection in and of itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. And 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 um. And 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 then the movie is about how the 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 government takes him to court and a judge orders him to live in that place for like I think That's a year funny. and now he's got to live with them and then there's this transition of how he like hates these people and then all of a sudden he becomes part of the community yeah and you right? like empathize but what I'm him. saying is is like that's kind of like how I feel when you said like you want to be a property manager I'm like that's who you would be <laughs> like it would be but, I mean, and, in a funny way it would be that I think you know <laughs> someone's like a horrible t- person how much does it take cost to invest in real estate that depends on where you invest i can only talk i can only speak about detroit Detroit. yeah right now like if i wanted to start investing right now right now okay i would say if you wanted to start investing right now at the bare minimum you're gonna need fifty thousand to get a house i will never invest Unless someone buys my remake of the super three years ago (laughs) three years ago $30,000. $30,000. You think, as someone who's involved in real estate, I don't know if you 10 know years ago, $10,000. Real estate's going to crash soon, right? 
Sorry. I know that it's probably not a thing you want me to talk no, about. No, I've been talking about it all the time to investors and stuff. So like it, when it crashes, the economy, the economy goes in cycles, waves. right? Yeah, yeah, cycles. And, and, and every economist, uh, under the sun is uh, kind of going, yo man, we kind of like passed that mark. How come we haven't? And, and a lot of it is because you know what quantitative easing is? No. Oh God. It's basically, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a way for the government to stimulate the economy by printing more dollars, which devalues the, the dollar, dollar, but it artificially props it up. Fuck and, our government. And here's the thing that's trippy. Okay. Yeah. About two, three months ago, the federal reserve just printed 70 billion new dollars to quote unquote stimulate the financial industry yeah but where does that money go and guess remember guess guess when was the last time the federal reserve did that right before 2009 right before the big the fucking, fucking crash yeah that's the year i fucking got out of college by the way and i was like oh now the job market crashes yeah fuck you i remember 2 years before that my friend who was a couple years older than me being like yeah i just got this job uh, you know, she was just like, I'm making like 60 grand. And I was like, 60 grand, that's it. <laughs> like <a> fucking naive, <laughs> dumbass. Yeah. And then I was like, I work for $32,000. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, My first, like my big girl job. But yeah. do you think, not that like I'm not going to suddenly, well, ideally I'll have more money by then just from work in general and things will if you want off more, but do you think it's smart to like, if I'm going to invest, like wait till it fucking, yes, wait I'm about to say that. Like, 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 so for example, get a house as soon as it crashes. So, uh, or whatever. So right now, no on that one. And I'll tell you why later. Uh, but right now, yeah, we're kind of, it feels like we're in a, in a bubble right now because <sighs> property values are back up to the prices before we fucking crashed. Uh, it doesn't seem like yeah. we have, the uh, uh the housing market crisis that we had the first time because the first time they like lifted the regulations and then the fucking banks were just running wild giving like well, loans giving to people loans that to shouldn't people. have loans yeah my mom fucking shouldn't have had a house yeah well i mean she lost it and a lot like of people fucking... lost their homes man but um what was i just saying I was about to something about uh investing when to buy and then or when to get an investment so, and then when to get a house so like right now uh, I just sold two homes in Detroit that doubled and tripled in price. Oh, over you're the getting years. out on some of those. You're and getting out while the so strike that's what I'm doing top. right now. This last year, I just went and found the home. I just went through my inventory and said, "These homes have doubled or tripled in price. I'm going to sell those, and then I'm going to take those proceeds and buy more homes in the Detroit area that are cheaper." So I took. Oh. So I sold two homes and turned it. I was like, "Oh, I sold three. I sold two. I sold two homes." And I'm turned that into five. Fuck. So like, you know, you know what I mean? Because like the homes in Detroit are way more cheaper. Like, yeah. You know, from, from are you going to like sell some, try to sell some so, soon and keep that for when the so, market crashes and then invest? So the thing is like or investing in Detroit is more cash flow. Yeah. It's all okay. about renting out and collecting that income. Constant flow. So yeah, to yeah. me, it's like I would rather sell this more expensive home. Yeah. Buy multiple, increase my income. So that way, if the market does crash. You at least have that. That, uh, at least I sold that home and turned it into something that can give me that's income. That's bringing in like at least, you know, yeah. uh, what is that fucking passive income? Exactly. That's the term I was looking for. Exactly. So like right now would not be a good time, I think. I think next, next this coming year, this summer, I think I'm going to try to sell a couple more. Hopefully that everything's still, still good. But the idea is this, at least the last quarter of this year might happen. I don't know. And then. Maybe it'll never happen. As someone not. who... um 
I mean, yeah, maybe it will never happen, but. But yeah, but typically crazy. you want to, you want to buy when everyone's scared. When everyone's like. Yeah. That's the time to buy. When everyone's scared of the market crashing. Yeah. Like Warren Buffett has this very famous thing because when it comes to investment, when people are running to it, run away. Yeah. Okay. When people are running away, run to it. Okay. You know, go to it because, because, because you want to buy when it's low, when people are too scared. When people are too scared. You to don't want to so buy like, when everyone's like, this is the shit. Are you so when buy it like now? crashes right after that, you go like, I'll buy one. Yeah. Or is it right when it's about to crash? No. No. Cause it's way too expensive and it's, it's gonna way lose too expensive. Yeah, yeah. That's way too much money. Do you, as someone who rents properties and this is just literally a selfish as a renter question, is there a time of year where it's probably cheaper to rent? Like, are there times when you're like trying to rent a property and because less people are moving, you're like, Probably dead of winter, but that's that's in the Michigan area for I know, sure. In, in, in LA, California, it's like, I don't even think I don't. I think L. I think L. A. Like um, I wonder when people move to L. A. Usually, L. A. is a different market because yeah. the demand is so high. There's so many people that want to live in L. A. That that you're not going to have like a season to get. Yeah, get it's probably the worst during pilot season because people are like, I'm going to move out there and be a star. But probably, although pilot season seems to be becoming a thing slowly of the past because yeah. all the networks are. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Man. But yeah. I want to buy a house. <laughs> you, you should buy a house. Everyone should try to buy a house, man. I can barely pay my rent. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I started earlier. I started when the market crashed. Smart. So. I'm hoping to make enough money that by, by the, like, have a good chunk so that when the market crashes, I can at least, like, jump in on something. Yeah. And I'm, I'm working toward it. We'll see. I'm working toward it. I was like, I can't pay my bills. Well, if you could save money now, man, like I think in a couple of years, in a couple somebody. of years would be a real good time to yeah. buy. So I want to buy a home in LA. I don't know if I want to get to that point, but I mean like, you know, if I had the money now, I wouldn't. I look at homes in LA on real estate things for, I have no business looking. I'll sometimes even just look for rentals. I'm not, my lease isn't even up until like April, but I just, I'm like, this home is only this much money and they have a pool and like, there's literally a house on Zillow that's for rent in the valley and it just went down and I shouldn't know that. I was like, it, it got cheaper. <laughs> I should, I should go rent it. It's like, what? Yeah. Like for, I'm just, I'm obsessed with houses, even though I know nothing of the market. I just love looking at them. I think that's probably, then you should go into real estate. Thing is, it'll my career in comedy is going fine. There you go. There you go. If you ever need someone to manage a property in LA, <laughs> I think I'll have you act like a manager in a movie first. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Now you've literally got the like wheels turning in my head. Like, oh, you know, that is a yeah. Like why? I've always wanted to do this running bit with a character like that. That's like really angry and short, but like yeah. r- r- runs around with a footstool so she can like get as high enough to fuck a screen. Hey, people. <laughs> that's so funny. Just plops it down. <laughs> Just, I will not be disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking great. Well, I don't know. Any closing thoughts? Any? Did you have any questions from the fucking people? I, oh, online? I did. That's why I was looking at my phone. I, I asked oh, them. Oh, you me. asked Well, them? someone asked one that I was like, that's not really. What was it? Uh, pertinent now. They said, how does someone from Yemen serve in the U.S. Marines? But you didn't live in Yemen. You're uh, just from there. Right. And then yeah. they asked, how old were you when you came to the U.S.? So I kind of covered that. Oh, right. And then the other one was. There weren't that many questions. I just put it up last minute because I didn't know if I was going to get to interview you. But uh, okay. the was about the, did you experience any hazing or anything? Oh, Extra in hazing in the oh, yeah. because of being a Muslim. No. I had some hatred a bit from like certain people in there that tried to like fuck with me. But Did you ever get hassled for your race like after 9-11? 
in, but I wasn't in the military after 9 11. That's true. I but wasn't did you, in the but like in general life, I know we talked about it a little, but did you feel what? I don't know. Like you, like how you said that guy who owned the gas station did all the like, yeah, factors. yeah. Did you feel like you needed to do anything like that? I mean, there was moments. Or did you more, tell more people you were a Marine or anything? You're like, yeah, I was served. No, as a matter of fact, I, after that, I never wanted to tell anyone I was a Marine. Yeah. Because it was more disappointing to see people liking me only because I was a Marine. Yeah. Do you feel like that? You know what I mean? when you get applause on stage. I'd rather you just dislike me. Than like, not like you. And then you're like, oh, he served. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that I, is so funny to me that people just go like, yeah. oh, thank you. It's like, that guy could still be an asshole. Right. I mean, it's great what you guys do. I'm very thankful for it yeah. so that we can do what we do. Yeah. But it is funny watching people turn. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that. I had a guy like my, we had, we had a party when I was living in Detroit, like, like early 2000s. And then it's like, like, oh, you're only sorry because I served. And then I, and then I walked in on this conversation where this guy's talking to the rest of the people at the party and some of my friends about how Arabs are horrible and they need to get. That's so cartoonishly uh, funny and, for and you then, to walk in. Right. And then he's like, whatever. He's like, they shouldn't be let in here. They're savages or this. So then I like got into the conversation and then I was like, whatever. And just then I started telling him. And then he was like, well, you, I could tell you're Arab, man. He's like, I'm sorry, dude, but that's just the way it is. And then I'm like, what do you mean that's the way it is? The way and then is. he's like, I'm like, I'm like, what gives you the authority to say that that's the way it is? And he goes, hey, man, I don't know about you, but I served in the Marine Corps. What did you do for your country? And then Hoorah, I, bitch. And then I opened up my tattoo, my Marine Corps tattoo, and this guy short circuit. I saw sparks come out of his Fuck fucking it. eyes, and he literally was like, "Oh, oh, hey, Devil Dog, what's up, man? Oh man, it's amazing." And then I kicked him out of my party. <laughs> I get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's also like you, you didn't learn better in the Marines to like fucking. Yeah, do you not know that there is fucking yeah. like Arab people who join the Marines? Or like after 9-11, I remember one time like I was uh, dating this girl like me and she was practically my wife. We were together nine years. We even had That's a house. So we had a house in Detroit and uh, in Dearborn, actually in the suburbs. Ooh, and, Dearborn. Uh, yeah. And then I was driving home from work and I got behind this lady. And wh what happened was is I, I fucked up and did an asshole move. Yeah. While driving. Okay. And it pissed off this lady, but she was really pissed off because I was Arab and I pulled. You're it. sure? You, well, hear me out. So then, okay. cause you could tell. Oh. You could just, it's just like as a minority, you can tell that oh, type of angry white person. Yeah. You're just like, I was you're sure she's you not just, just angry about her day and taking yeah, it no, out on you. No. And uh, I, 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 I pulled my car into my driveway and I got out and she pulled up and started screaming at me, go back to your country. Okay, blah, yeah, blah, well, blah. you could this, tell. This, that, and the other thing, okay? And then the best is that my girlfriend steps out. My girlfriend was this hot white girl. And this, she steps out. She's like, what the hell is going on? And she goes, oh, oh, can you believe this Arab man? He parked in your driveway. And she goes. In her car. She was in the car with you. My, oh, she walked out of the house. Out of the house. Oh. Yeah. And then, and then, and then my girlfriend goes. That's my husband. And that lady was like, what? What? Like she literally had a stroke. And then she <laughs> called the cops. She had that pissed her off so much. She picked up the phone and called the cops. And to try to tell White the women, stop. <laughs> like it was crazy. So like shit like that would happen. And what do you say? There's a man who's Arab and he's <laughs> made me mad. Like what are you?
Yeah, yeah. What are oh, you calling and, the cops about? You're yelling in his driveway. Oh, and I had fun with it. Like, she was all like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I fucking tap that ass every night. You don't like that, do you, huh? That's so funny. Yeah, I'll be like, yes. I got to have fun with that shit. It's like, what goes wrong in your... It just bums me out. It's sad that people are raised to have that mindset. Ah. Uh, but fuck that. Maybe she, hopefully she learned something and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Didn't look like the type of person that would learn anything. No, it didn't look like much of a learner. No, not at all. Shocking. Yeah, right. Well, this has been really fucking awesome. Yeah, that was Thank fun. You. How long did we do? Uh, almost an hour and a half. Wow. This was, was great. great. It was good. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Online uh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. On everything. Mike from Detroit. Mike, Mike from Detroit.com. On Twitter, Instagram. You porn everything, Mike from Detroit. Go find him. He's real funny. Check him out. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Well, there you have it. Mike Eshack and everything Muslim, Marine, hoorah, Allah, blah, blah, blah. Awesome, fun interview. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed doing it and asking him all of my stupid questions. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes if you haven't already, and share it with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big thank you to John, Dustin, Gene, Kathy, and Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. Couldn't do it without you, and I am grateful for your support. Uh, both through Patreon and just your interactions on and across the web. You can join the Patreon and get cool postcards or merch or more content from me, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. We also have a Facebook group, ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Um, I always post there ahead of time. I post guests and ask for questions. So get on over there if you want to be able to submit your questions to possibly be asked. And we sometimes just start random conversations and it's kind of a safe space for unsafe questions where, you know, we invite people to engage in discourse with, you know, people who might see things different than them without resorting to name calling or getting immature and petty. It's, it's a way to learn and grow together and see other people's perspective. Um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, I, you know, but uh, Instagram's probably the best because you get to see the faces of all of my incredible guests. Um, and please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They are just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look there from, excuse me, look from their situated position in the world. <sighs> if you have additional questions for Mike or any guest, a topic you want covered, get into that Facebook group. Let me know. Or I have a tweet somewhere not too far down my timeline asking for suggestions send it in there i've got a bunch of stuff coming down the pipeline i've got someone with ocd i have someone who was part of the zion society as a child which is a very uh dark fundamentalist mormon cult and i have um, someone who grew up in a mixed race household with just adopted siblings of all different races and i have someone who lost a parent to als there's a lot of cool stuff i have a burner from burning man uh so just fucking get over it. Get your suggestions. I'm really excited for the new year, and I hope you guys are as excited for this as I am. Um, thank you so much for, you know, subscribing to this and all my bullshit. Look me up at JMS Comedy on all the social medias if you want to follow my personal stuff. I also have a second podcast I co-host with the hilarious Nicole Amy Schreiber, who is a former guest of the show and my best friend in the whole world. And keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. It isn't that the point? Thank you for listening, and thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 